you. Yeah, you. You who's listening to this podcast right now. Do you lie in bed at night reading fan fictions till the sun comes up? Or do you ever binge a show on Netflix? And afterwards, you just can't stop thinking about the characters? Or maybe you wish you could draw so you can make fan art of your favorite characters and make cool art friends? We've got a podcast for you. It's Phantom on the Phone! Hello and welcome to Fandom on the Phone, a show where we discuss all things fandom, whether it be fan fiction, fan art, fan sites, fandom issues, or other fandom-related things. Today is another episode of our very special series, which is called Fan Spotlight. But that's not the only reason why this episode is special. This episode happens to be the final episode of our first season of Fandom on the Phone. And today I'm joined by these two people. And say say hello, guys. <laughs> this is this um this girl up here with us is Rika, who happens to be part of our fandom team. She's the one who's made all these awesome episode covers that you see on Spotify, and she also created this super awesome background that you see if you watch our video, our video on this episode on YouTube. And she's going to be here with me filling in for my co-host, Crawl, which is a little tied up at the moment, but don't worry about that. And we have here our very special guest, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello. So my name is Mike. So my name is Michael Jeremy, and I'm from Indonesia also. And my favorite fandoms is currently Little Nightmares. And mm-hmm. what I like doing in the fandom is watching the series and partly playing the game. Ah, cool, cool. And this, and on this episode, he's actually shooting from miles away, actually. He's shooting in Germany at the moment, right? Yes. Because he's pursuing a double degree program. Meanwhile, me and Rika are still here in Indonesia. So this is, this is a very intercultural episode. What time is it where you are? <laughs> It's currently uh, almost two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's the massive time difference from here. But anyway, before we begin, I just would like to start off with our usual segment, which is the speed ride questions, in which you have to answer a few questions as fast as you can. Oh, wait, but before we do that, I almost forgot. <laughs> because maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay, so uh, hi, yeah, my name is Rika. Um, I am, as Trisha mentioned, I am the designer for some certain parts of Fandom on the Phone. Um, I usually just design the episode covers. Sometimes I help out with other designs. I also make this background. Um, and I'm Trisha actually asked me to come here because I'm also a fan of Little Nightmares. I actually just finished watching Little Nightmares 2, well, a playthrough of it because I can't afford the game. And yeah, I love, 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 love the game so much. I wish one day I could play it. But for now, I'll just stick to watching people on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Any other fandoms that the listeners might be interested in knowing? Uh, well, since, uh, like I said, I created this poster. Where is it? Uh, Star, Star, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I love Star Wars too. I'm also a big fan of K-pop music. Um, mm-hmm. But also like emo music. Like, it's a lot. I'm in a lot of fandoms. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Now, I'm going to start off our speed on questions. So me and Rika are going to take turns asking you just a couple of questions about you and about probably the fandoms that you're in. All right? 
Are we ready? Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to start us off. How would you describe the game in one word? Um, thrilling and full of mysteries. Thrilling. Right. Thrilling. Okay. Rika. Uh, how would you describe the fans of the game in one word? Um, awesome. <laughs> Who is your favorite character in the game? Um, Mono. I love Mono. <laughs> describe <laughs> Sorry, I just love Mono too. Um, describe yourself a, as a fan in three words. Um, little Nightmares Nerd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And... <clears throat> Describe, wait, no. <laughs> when did you first dis- discover your discover Little Nightmares? Um, at high school from my, fr- from my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's the end of our speed round questions. Thank you so much for answering. So this You're is welcome. the part of the show where we kind of give you the floor and we let you talk about, I guess, what you find interesting in the game and anything you want to talk about in the game. And feel free. Okay, so... As you all know, so Little Nightmares is a platform-based game, so it's in third person, and there's currently one, two, um, four games out, and one comic, one comic that we, which we can all purchase through Steam and App Store. So, if we talk about the timeline, it's a bit confusing. So I'll talk about the when the first game that was first released first. So it's the very first Little Nightmares. So the Little Nightmares game introduces a character, which is a kid, a small child, uh, which is who's wearing a yellow raincoat, raincoat. And this character is officially named Six. So that's uh, Six will be very important in this Little Nightmares game. And so in the first very first little nightmares, the game starts uh, with six having a nightmare of a lady. Uh, if you know Geisha, uh, and Geisha is wearing a white mask, so she's having a nightmare of her, and that's the very first scene of very little uh, little little nightmares. And the place where the Little Nightmares game took place is called the mall. So it's a big ship uh, and it extends to the bottom. So it's not uh, long, but it's long towards the bottom. So it's called the mall. And the mall has uh, a very characteristic uh, inhabitants and it's called uh, gnomes. So gnomes is it's called the inhabitants of the mall, which keeps the mall running. Uh, so, of course, the mall needs uh, fuel and engine, so the gnomes will take care of that in the bottom of the mall. So, okay, so uh, so first Six woke up from her nightmare, and then she goes uh, walking around in, in the bottom of the mall, and then she comes across the first, very first antagonist. So the very first antagonist is called Roger or the janitor. So the janitor has these very long arms, but he's blind. So he uses his sense of hearing and sense of smell. And what 
uh, his his job at the mall is basically taking care of children. So in the very bottom of the mall, there's uh, what do you call pantiasuhan in English? Orphanage. orphanage. Yes. Yeah. So he's in charge of in charge of the orphanage. So in this orphanage, um, there's many many young children, like six, and he basically the children is being taken care of by um, this janitor or Roger. And Roger also has another job, which is packing stuff and sending it towards the upper part of the mall. The following segment has been cut off due to spoilers to the Little Nightmares game. If you wish to know more about the storyline, you can watch a walkthrough or play the game. Probably, mm, I'd like to know, since I know that this game is full of Easter eggs and theories, right? As you mentioned. Yeah. So I'd like to know, maybe from Rika as well, from you, from both of you, like what are your favorite theories or what? Like just, yeah, some of the ones that you know that you think might be true or that you wish were true. Whichever, wh- whoever wants to start, guys. You or me? I think it's okay. better fit for the for the guests to start first. <laughs> okay, so um, when I watched Little Nightmares at the first time, I fear I watched many theories and I also came up with a theory that maybe Six was the child of the geisha. Mm. So Six is the daughter of the geisha. And the geisha, because uh, she, the geisha cannot see herself in the mirror, right? She cannot stand herself uh, sitting in front of a, the mirror. Mm-hmm. So many people theorize that because the geisha thinks that she is very ugly the, her physical form is ugly. That's why she cannot bear to see herself ugly. That's why she breaks all of the mirror in the residence. And then why? And then uh, uh, many people also theorize that because she is jealous, because Six is beautiful, Six is beautiful, uh, she became jealous. And then she sent Six into the orphanage to be killed and be eaten. Oh, I see. What about you, Rika? Do you have any favorite theories or fan theories or your own, maybe? Mm, I wouldn't, I don't, I, I like to believe it's more canon. Like, it kind of, like, explains why Six becomes the way she is. Because there's really no, like, clear explanation. Like, why did she go from someone who was, like, an innocent kid? She's, like, nine years old, right? So she's very young. You wouldn't yes. think that she would do these kinds of things. But, like, the one that I... I believe the most at least it's the reason why she became like a cannibal and she did all those horrific things is because she saw what the wall was like right she saw like all of these horrible things all of these nightmarish things and like uh, Michael said earlier he woke up from a nightmare right at first then it's like she sort of realized that nightmare was a reality in a sense after Mm -hmm. like going through like seeing all of these creatures and like the gluttony, the sinful things they're doing, like eating children, like, come on. And I think that sort of like corrupted her and made her become the, I I won't say evil, but like she became sort of bad, right? At the end, not sort of, like quite bad, you know? Uh, But yeah, I think that's probably my favorite one because I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm -hmm. 
And as I guess as someone who has never like actually played the game or like um, tried the walkthroughs, but I did read up on it a bit. Is it far fetched to say like what do you think is like the the underlying message of it? I guess because it's very questy. It's very like you know there's a storyline, there's a journey that six goes through, like you say. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's somehow I guess does it anal like is it an analogy in a way to like real life? Do you think? Do you think so? Um, or is maybe, that reading too deep? Um, I think I can uh, like compare the game with real life. So you can see that um, the guest was very wealthy, right? So very rich people, which is very privileged. However, children who are poor. And like the janitor, also the janitor is also poor. They get get they get sent into the bottom of the mall as the workers, but the wealthy people will take privilege and use them for their benefits. Um... That's why they become so fat. Like I think that's a representation of it. Mm-hmm. One that... another mm-hmm. another Easter egg theory that I really like that is that. If you look closely, when six goes by the kitchen, you can see the two chefs. Whenever they uh, like uh, doing something, they will occasionally um, like reach under their faces as if they're wearing a mask. Ooh, well, that's so that's another detail. <laughs> another good theory, which will be explained in Little Nightmares too. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm, I see. And uh, anything you want to ask, Rika, from your end? Mm, uh, not quite. Not quite a question, but I, I think it will make sense the theory about the mask because if you see the character designs, it doesn't look like they fit on the character. It's like too much skin or like your yeah. face is melting off. So it being a mask makes like so much sense. Uh, <laughs> interesting. And. And then if you see Little Nightmares 2, you can guess why those uh, creatures wear the masks. So oh. that's another thing which will be explained in Little Nightmares 2. Mm-hmm. Probably for the sake of our listeners, probably, um, we're not going to get too into um, Little Nightmares 2, right? Because it's still very new and we kind of want yeah. the game to sell, right? But maybe just tell us a bit about, I guess, have you... Have you played the game? Have you watched the walkthrough? I have already watched the walkthrough uh, and finished it. Uh, maybe you can, I guess, um, maybe you can tell us a bit about uh, sort of like the premise, just like the, I guess, the like um, the opening or like the, you know, like the setting of it. And also maybe just um, how it ties into the first little nightmares. Okay. So um, do we want to continue to little nightmares too? Or there's also... Because uh, when Little Nightmares release, uh, was released, um, the next game with which was released is not Little Nightmares 2, but oh. there's Little Nightmares DLC and Very Little Nightmares. Oh, so it's like an, and I guess it's like a continuing series of games. Yeah. Ah, so the most so recent one? Like, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Star Wars where the timeline is very mixed up. So. Ah, yes, we do. (laughs) Uh Ah, I see, I see. 
but yeah, maybe maybe I guess just give us a premise of it. Give us the premise of um, two and maybe a bit of the new ones, but not too much, you know. So in very little nightmares, in little nightmares two, uh, we don't play as six, but rather a new character, uh, which is a boy, not a girl, uh, and he is called Mono. So Mono is a little boy which wears a paper bag on his head, and we don't know why because we don't know why he's wearing a paper bag. Uh, many people theorized, but I I didn't get to watch it yet. Mm-hmm. And the, when in Little Nightmares one, uh, people speculate that Little Nightmares two will be a sequel to Little mm-hmm. Nightmares one. But actually, uh, uh, but the game is actually a prequel to Little Nightmares one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the very first scene in Little Nightmares two. Um, is that Mono uh, is running through a corridor which has a door at the end and we don't know what lies beyond that door and Mono is constantly trying to reach that door but however mm-hmm. he gets blasted uh, from the TV so Mono has a superpower like supernatural ability where he can teleport through TVs. So if this TV is turned on and this TV is turned on, if Mono goes through this TV, he will come out through this TV. Wow, cool. So you can teleport through TVs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Little Nightmares 2, it takes place at um, four different places. So the forest, the school, the hospital and both the school and the hospital is located in the pale city so it's a big city uh, which has a school and a, a hospital which mono and six will go through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we don't want to get into much into the, de- into the details right yeah yeah and basically uh but a bit of spoiler so uh, Mono and Six goes through the school and the hospital and the forest. And oh yeah, uh, when the when uh, the very first part of the game, Mono is alone, but she finds Six uh, inside a room in the hunter's house. So the hunter is the first antagonist. Oh yeah, in Little Nightmares too. So mm-hmm. Six Six is locked up inside the house. And Mono Mm -hmm. saves her. Uh, Mono breaks the door by Max. Mm -hmm. Very peaceful. (laughs) Uh, So Mono breaks the door and six and takes six with him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that's uh, in the next part of the game. Mono and six uh, almost or almost every part of the game the next part of the game mono and six are almost always together Um. but there's a part where six get taken by the last antagonist by the gate of the game which is the thin man Um. so uh, six gets kidnapped and mono tries to save her and 
um, the other two games that you mentioned, were they like prequels as well? Or were they tied into like so, this, this story? I believe it ties into, into the story. So the other two games is Little Nightmares DLC mm-hmm. and Very Little Nightmares. So Little Nightmares DLC, it's very, it's already official that it ties in with Little Nightmares 1. So mm-hmm. Little Nightmares 1, as the story progresses, the story of Little Nightmares DLC also progresses along. Oh. So the character of Little Nightmares DLC is not six, but rather it's uh, a small child boy named Ben. Oh. Mm-hmm. And if you, there's an easter egg in Little Nightmares DLC where Ben is actually looking through the CCTV and he finds six going through along a corridor. Mm, cool. So that explains that the Little Nightmares, the first Little Nightmares is, uh, the timeline is uh, the same as Little Nightmares DLC. Um, yeah, I was about to ask, what about Little Nightmares? What about uh, Very Little Nightmares? What's that one about? Um, so Very Little Nightmares is actually not a PC or a PlayStation game. It's a mobile game which you can buy at Play Store Ooh. and App Store, mm. but uh, it's rather expensive. Uh, oh man! So, Little Nightmares, very Little Nightmares. Uh, it uh, takes place at a place called the Nest, and the antagonists are the Craftsman, the Butler, and the Pretender. Mm. So. Little, very little nightmares. Uh, first uh, introduces a character which wears the same yellow coat as Six. Mm. But we know at the but we know at the end of the game that it is actually not Six. So in the game, in the very little nightmares, we came across a mysterious girl, uh, short-haired girl, and we came across her uh, multiple times, and. Uh, at the end of the game, that mysterious girl is actually six. Oh. So, the girl with the yellow raincoat is not six. Because we know that uh, it is seen that uh, in the end of the game, the, the girl with the yellow raincoat actually plummeted to, uh, to her death uh, with the pretender. Mm. And if you watch the post-credits... Uh, six uh, goes down, uh, climbs down to the river where where the yellow raincoat girl plummeted, uh, and see. So many people theorize that that's where uh, six gets her yellow raincoat. Oh, I see. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you'd like to add about, um, I guess, the, ser- um, the series? Um, maybe that uh, the nest, it is theorized to... So the pretender, the, the final antagonist, the pretender has the same power as the lady. Okay, so sure. the, Yeah, so it is theorized that the nest, which is uh, the place where the pretender resides, uh, the nest is where... Uh, the next geisha is being uh, raised. Oh, ah, interesting. 
Cool. So everything is just very, like you said, everything is like, it's like very, like the timeline is very um, yeah, everywhere. Very complex wink, and it's very complicated. Like, wink, like, timey why me wibbly wobbly. <laughs> I'm thinking of a Doctor Who reference of like, just all all around the place <laughs> yeah. in terms of time timeliness. Uh, I see, I see. Well, hmm. So, so that's Little Nightmares. That's basically like the saga of Little Nightmares, you'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I, what um, here's the part where we kind of go into like the discussion of like the fandom and maybe like your thoughts on it. I mean, we, we touched upon it a little bit at the first, but like I'd also like to know from you guys, like what makes this game so intriguing and like, you know, so captivating for you? Even though like, when I looked at the visuals, it looks very dark and creepy and dreary and like, in a way, it sort of resembles Coraline, if I'm not mistaken. In a way, it's like very, very, um, very dark. I mean, it is a child's nightmare, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. It's like that's mm. the the vibe they're trying to capture with this game. Yeah. But like, I'd like to hear from you guys. Like, why is it so captivating? This game. Um, you first, or you can go first. <laughs> uh, so why Little Nightmare is very captivating is because um, the story is not fixed, so the, you can come up with your own ideas for the story of Little Nightmares, and you mm-hmm. can, and to come up with this, come up with these ideas you need to pay close attention when you're playing or watching the game. Because Little Nightmares doesn't explicitly say that, uh, for example, it doesn't explicitly say that Six is the child of Geisha. Or um, the chefs are wearing masks. You have to pay very close attention so that you can come up with these ideas. And that's why um, it's very interesting. Uh, anything else? I think not. Mm, so it's very up to the, I guess it's up to the players, like what they think and like what they interpret yeah. the game to be like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see. What about, what about you, Rika? What do you think of this game? Why is it so fun? Why, is it, why do you like to watch the walkthroughs? Uh, I think, again, Michael brings a good point. The theorizing part definitely is, like, one of the biggest aspects why the Nightmares has quite a big fan base because, like, mm-hmm. you get to collaborate with each other. You get to theorize, make your own ideas. And, like he said earlier, you have to pay attention to it. And I don't know. I find theorizing fun, right? I'm sure a lot of people do, too, because it feels like you're solving a puzzle. And, and since, again, there's no fixed answer to it, you know, like, you can just accept what you want to be canon. Um, other than that, I think I would, I, I love the art style. I think you, you bring up Coraline earlier. It's a good point because I've seen people compare it to like a Tim Burton Coraline-esque kind of um, vibe in terms of the art style. And this is a bit out of topic, but the sound design in that game is amazing. <laughs> this mm. is like so, so random. But if you like, if, especially if you're using headphones or earphones and you're watching the game or you're playing the game, it literally feels like you are in that environment and it makes it so much more, um, how do you say, immersive, the experience, you know? It makes you feel closer to the game. So, yeah, 
I would say mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess is like how scary is this game? Because I know that you mentioned a lot of like very obscene, very disturbing themes, but like it's still very much in the theme of like a child's nightmare. But like, how creepy is it? <laughs> is what I'm asking. But um, Little Nightmares 2 is by far the most creepy. <laughs> like <Pretty well>. um, <laughs> um, the antagonist in Little Nightmares, the Little Nightmares one, compared to Little Nightmares 2, it's very. This is Little Nightmares, and Little Nightmares 2 is like up here. Oh, the creepiness. <laughs> so it's a very far jump. Mm-hmm. For me, the most creepy is the teacher. So the antagonist, the teacher. Teacher's <laughs> terrifying. So there's, the, there's one antagonist named the teacher, and she can extend her neck until, I don't know, uh, maybe Boy. unlimited length, because <laughs> at the end of the school, huh? we can see her extend her neck until, like, very, very far. Oh. Uh, what what about you, Rika? What's the creepiest monster or antagonist in the game? Oh, I mean, like, and I would say definitely Little Nightmares 2, the teacher, terrifying. I hated that that vent scene, like that particular yeah. vent scene where where the teacher's head just goes inside, and you can just see it, it her, so follow in little, and mono. So in Little Nightmares one, the vents are like the safe place for us, oh. for the player, but in um. Little Nightmares 2, The game, uh, the developers know that the players will feel safe inside the vents, so that's why they added the part where in the vents they are also getting chased. Oh my gosh! So they're really, so they're really play, like, I guess tugging on your sense of fear, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Would you say that the horrors are like more psychological or more like? Visually terrifying. Mm, maybe it covers. I mean, it could be both because again, it's like underlying, you know, relating to like your psyche or like your sins or whatever stuff like that. It's a very metaphorical kind of game, right? Um, but I think like one, like I wouldn't say it's much of a horror game because it is creepy. But the thing about Little Nightmares is that you are constantly on the edge. You know, like you don't know if something's bad gonna mm. happen. You just constantly feel like something's bad gonna happen. So it's like you're just perpetually afraid. If that makes sense. So <laughs> I guess that's also the thrilling aspect of it, right? There's not a lot of like jump scares, I would say. Um, mm. But again, that's that sense of like fear constantly. Like, oh, somebody chasing me. Or what's the next antagonist? What's the next creepy creature that's gonna come chase me? Something like that. <laughs> Uh, what about my, and what because, about you, Michael? Mm-hmm. And because I think another aspect of why it's so uh, like disturbing because because our character's body is so small, uh, but the antagonist is like almost three to four times our size. It's like yeah, the the size difference, like the smaller the smaller protagonist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though they end up becoming like a super powered, all eating yeah. <laughs> monster, quote unquote. <laughs> ah, I see. And the background music also. Mm. The background music of Little Nightmares. It's mm-hmm. 
they make a, such a great job on getting the creepy vibes of the music. Mm, really sets the tone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, even though I think, I think, yeah, I think from from all that you said, like it's definitely worth the worth the play. It's definitely worth the buy or the watch. And I, I am interested. I am interested in looking forward to more. I guess fan theories from like from the from the fandom and from like what people have been playing because I think it ties into like fandom in general because I feel like a lot of people love to theorize like you said and a lot of people yeah. love it when they feel like this is mine this is something that's that I figured out or that I feel like this is this story is what speaks to me in most right like I mean I guess it applies to a lot of other fandoms and Little Nightmares kind of takes it one step further because they don't actually tell you what what what's going on or what like what things are which is yeah. Which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool, I guess. But I, I'm curious about one thing though. Like the comics, do they actually have like, like do they actually just, because 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 I think with comics it's a bit diff- more different for, like the kind of interpretation stuff. Or is it still like up to the readers? So the comics, um, the comics. Um, if you, I really recommend comics by the way. So the comics is like this art style which where you will scroll down as and as you scroll down there's will there will be sound effects and music playing and it's all trigger based on how you scroll mm. and it's all canon by the way mm. cool. so it's like very interactive in, here. Mm-hmm. in one part of the comic there's a uh, one episode where there's a girl which is in a room confined and Every day she gets uh, a, sp- a plastic spoon, and then she will use this spoon to dig her way out of the cell. And in Little Nightmares 2, you can actually visit her place in the hospital, so, mm-hmm. but you have you have to be very diligent on how on how to get there. Ah, so it's like a very it's like a very hidden pathway that you yeah. may not get to see. Is that it? Um, I think it's when I when I watched people going into the place the very mm-hmm. first time. It's very mm-hmm. like exposed, but it wouldn't cross your mind to go through there. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you so much. This concludes today's fans spot. I thank you so much, Michael, for joining us from a different time zone, and Rika as well for like. Um, Helping me with this discussion. I hope you guys had fun. I know I did. <laughs> Figuring out this nightmarish, um, very convoluted, very fun challenge of a puzzle game, which I'm actually considering on trying this out. Like <laughs> the puzzles are the puzzles are very fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely enjoy that kind of stuff. And. If any of you guys would like to be our next guest on Fan Spotlight, you can request a certain fandom to be the topic of the next episode, or you can shoot us a DM or email us at fandommailbox at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Once again, this is the very last episode. Thank you guys for tuning in so much um, throughout all these eight episodes. We, we hope you enjoyed all these episodes and we hope you enjoyed listening to us rant about fandom and also um, having people come over and talk about what fandom means to them and what their favorite fandoms 
are, are like and what they'd love to share with you. And thank you also to our sponsors, Kim Communications, for sponsoring this episode. If you're interested in partnering with us for the future season, you can find our contacts on our Instagram bio at fan, at fan underscore on the phone on our Instagram. Until then, we will see you in the next episode of Fandom on the Phone. Remember, it's fiction. Bye. Bye-bye.